Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I am joined by TJ Higgs, who has come to share her story, her experiences and her life with spirit with us. Hi, TJ. Hi, Hannah. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. We're both doing very well behaved now. We've been giggling. <laughs> we <are. laughs> now we're both taking it too far the other way. Very serious. <laughs> so, uh, TJ, introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us a bit about your work. Gosh. Um, so, yeah, I'm TJ. Um, and uh, people always ask me about my name as well, because that um, my name is actually Tracy. Um, and I was uh, retitled by um, my manager a few years ago um, because... And I, was, I had to dye my hair dark. So I became TJ Higgs with dark hair. And uh, 
for a TV show, for Psychic Private Eyes. So it kind of stuck then, you know. So um, so my it sounds really bad when you say my working name is TJ, <laughs> you know. Ah. So, but my real name is Tracy. So um, so my friends and family obviously would call me that, among other things, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So so I I I've been. I am a natural medium. So I was like Lady Gaga. I was born this way. And um, I've worked, gosh, everywhere. Do you know, when you think about it, it's like, it's mad, isn't it? You know, and I, I, I am very grateful, obviously. But sometimes when you reflect, you don't remember what you've done. Um, I work all over the world. Uh, I'm very, very lucky for that. Very, very lucky. Um, I've worked with some beautiful people who are no longer in this world. Um, Colin Fry and Derek Cora. We just had seven years anniversary of Colin, which is mad, absolutely wow. mad. Um, I've written some books. Um, I've done television. <laughs> I've done all sorts of stuff. You've done everything. Um, yeah, I, I do. And I've just started. Well, I'm a bit of a wuss. I'm not like you. Um, I decided I was going to do a podcast about two years ago. And I think I've done one episode. And so I'm going to try and start it again. <laughs> No. Maybe I'll learn something from you today, Hannah. You can come on mine. Show me how to do it. Um, oh, well, I will happily help you with any of that, but I think it is yeah. just finding the time. And I looked on yeah. your website and I said to you before we started, it's rare for me to find someone who's as busy as I am, but yeah. I think you might even be busier. Uh, <laughs> there is so much going on because you're still demonstrating. Yeah, yeah. And teaching, mentorships, yeah. just... Yeah huge amounts of stuff going on so you're a natural medium obviously I'm not tell me what that was like for you growing up was this something you were aware of as a child um I I really just thought everyone else was a bit sorry because the word is stupid because I did because I kept thinking why would you do that when that's going on and why would you say that why would you do this you know so as a as a young child questioning you know um one of my first memories is of my um, my pops died when I was sort of like a little two to three year old, and and I remember him. You know, I remember being with him, which is very unusual, isn't it, to have memories of that? But I remember the smell of him. Do you know, and you'll understand that. Do you know, that's how we work with our senses, yeah. don't we? You know. So I remember all of that, and then I remember being told off because after he died and he was sitting in the living room and people would sit. You know, my uncle would sit on him, and I would be screaming like, "Get off, pops!" You know, and they would be looking at me you know my my nan um Elsie she she used to just look at me and I think she always said I had second sight you know so that's that's how she described it which obviously I didn't know as a kid I didn't know but when odd things would happen you know um my brother Colin not Colin Fry my brother Colin who's now in spirit um when I wrote my my book Living with a Gift I, I was going through some, you know, examples and we had a Jack Russell. Colin is my stepbrother. So um, we had a Jack Russell. And when she like glowed blue, you know, you, you shouldn't touch her because she'd bite. But when she was green, it was all right. So it was almost like bad mood, good mood, you know. And, um, and Colin was alive when I wrote the book. And I remember having a chat with him one day and he's like, the dog was brown and white traced. You know, it was a Jack Russell. So it was never blue or green, but it was to me. And I was thinking why are you doing that? Or, you know, all of these things. And, um, and I had um, a, quite a horrible experience, actually, when I was, um, I would have been less than about 11. So maybe nine to 11. Um, my stepmom uh, took us. Uh, so there was five of us, we were a bit like the Brady Bunch, you know, so her three and us two. 
and we went to this caravan in Clacton and, and nothing against Clacton, by the way, anyone. Um, <laughs> and but it rained the whole time. And it was her and her friend had taken us all to this caravan. And I remember being in the bed and but there was somebody else in the caravan, you know, like in, in the bedroom. And, you know, the sixth sense, you know, when he looks under the bed. Well, that was my experience in Clacton. And there was a girl and a boy underneath the bed. So I couldn't sleep because I'm no one else could see it. So then you feel like an odd bod, you know. So, um, yeah, I just remember those sort of things like from being very young. And um, and recently I'm I did a, a one of my friends runs um, at Red Cross uh, centre in Harlow in Essex and she, she sent me a message Trace can you send someone to do readings at my event I went I'll come myself and she was like you're you're you're, you're gonna come I was like yeah I can do it Michelle don't worry I, I promise you I'll be all right you know <laughs> and um and she knew me when I was like nine from from nine years old you know and obviously life's got in the way and we've grown up got married had kids and she said I was all right during the daytime <laughs> she said but once it got dark she said you changed she said like your eyes changed your energy changed and I was like oh that's you know how people saw you back then you know and yeah. um and an old school teacher, Miss Ware, who was my favourite. I loved her. Um, we had a school reunion. God, that was uh, Harold. So that was 12 years ago. We had when we all turned 40, we had a school reunion. And um, and yeah, she said that she wasn't surprised because she could see it in me. And again, she was my teacher only up until 11. Do you know, mm-hmm. so. So, yeah, so I've, I'm kind of I've always been weird, I guess, you know, and I've got spooky eyes, as everyone says, you know, like weird eyes that change colour. Um, but I never really realised no one else could do it, you know, so I didn't know it was any any different. And, and I know that you say that you're not a natural, but I think sometimes when you are as developed as you are, you know, and I know we've only just met, but I can see that in your energy. You might not have decided to use it until now, but I would say if you go back over your childhood and those young years, you're probably already making the connection, but not in a way of saying, I can do this, you know, so because it's the reflection part when you know you've been doing it all your life. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many moments where I can see spirit with me, but I was just completely unaware. And in my own fairy fairyland, which is probably why. Yeah. That's another story. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So now here's the interesting bit, because a natural medium is one thing, but you demonstrate on stage. I've watched uh, you on your online videos and your website and stuff like that. Of course, you've got an amazing stage presence. So sometimes you can have a natural medium who perhaps doesn't have the stage presence and the ability to bring everybody in the audience on the journey with you because it's not about one-on-one so how did you develop that um I was literally thrown on stage (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did I did um before I worked with Colin um I did a demonstration I I I sort of thought right I'm just gonna have a go so I just booked this hall locally and thought hopefully people will come and it held 100 people and we sold out like over the weekend and I was like oh my god they're really gonna come I've got to do this and um and I I have a very um comical guide you know and I know a lot of people like whoa but aren't guides all supposed to be you know with pling pling music and all that stuff well mine isn't you know he was an Irish potato farmer and and he literally when I work with him he brings out humor as well because the energy I have with him and the trust I have with him you know and I'm I don't I don't work like Derek I don't talk to he's called Paddy I don't talk to Paddy and then spirit I talk directly to the spirit family members no one else gets in the way otherwise it's Chinese whispers for me you know Mm. 
And I think I just, I, I get off, um, uh, you know, my energy gets off on the energy of the audience, you know, like and the, and the, or the congregation, however you want, want to term that, you know. So their energy coming at you, um, you know, builds your power. And I learned very, very quickly, um, as soon as I worked with Colin, my audiences, you know, the audiences I'd demonstrate in front of were like, 1500 2000 three and a half thousand you know when you've got that much energy coming at you you just you just float you know the energy if you if you can make people like you as well and but the one thing we'll say well as I'm saying that but I've never been fake I've always just been myself I go on stage I take my shoes off you know I don't really like the camera on somebody that's getting a message because I think that's really intrusive you know that's that's almost like showing off isn't it, you know, and it's like, oh, look, I can make someone cry, you know, I'm not really into all of that, but, um, but yeah, I just, I just literally let them take over, and, um, and I just, I don't know, I just trust them, trust, I I used, so my first ever demonstration, I stood backstage, and I I used to have to have makeup by by the stage, because I would be, like, crying, I'm not even a medium, what am I doing here, why am I going out there, and then it was like, as soon as I'm out there, it's a whole new, whole new world, you know. So, um, and I'm still, I don't, I, I don't want to show off and say I don't get nervous, but I trust so much. So, but five minutes, if I'm on stage at seven thirty, at least five minutes before, even my husband is not allowed to talk to me, touch me. No one's allowed anywhere near me for that five minutes because I'm, I'm in my transition, you know. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in this world, and then I'm in our world, you know, them and us. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I, I think I just, I don't know, I, I, I think probably nerves made me funny as well. I mean, um, Colin used to give me a tip, but I don't know if I can tell you what that was. <laughs> oh, now you've got to. You can't say that and, <laughs> and not share it. Well, um, if all else fails, I could show a part of my body, do you know, <laughs> so it's almost like give him a flash. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly how Colin said it sorry darling but you did um but you know and and so he used to just say that if, if ever there was like because if we traveled and we were exhausted you know because sometimes I mean one one year we did about 224 demonstrations in one wow. year imagine that's exhausting but yeah. we would literally do a demonstration we'd travel we'd sleep we'd work you know we'd have a drink then we go to bed four o'clock in the morning we'd sleep we'd travel sleep work you know so um but yeah he he used to just say that to me and um yeah my my thing with him was um and I do it to my students so before we go out because people used to ask like what what have you just been speaking about before you go on stage and I'm like I can't tell you some of the conversations we've had before we go on stage you know because we're not sitting there you know floating on lotus leaves we're living people yeah exactly yeah. my prayer is don't let me down you buggers or I'm not doing this again that's what I say yeah. you know, and, uh, <laughs> that's it, you know I'm gonna do my bit you do yours and um and even the last demonstration I saw Colin do was at the Hayes uh, in Hayes the Beck Theatre which is my favorite theatre and uh, it's where I did my very first solo show with Colin as my guest which was like really meant like Colin Fry's my guest mad and um, but we used to just say to each other, don't be shit. And that was it. You know, and I say it to my students, you know, and, and one of one of my beautiful students, John, recently did a demonstration for me at one of my events. And he said, um, have you got any advice for me? I went, yeah, don't be scruffy and don't be shit. <laughs> and he was like, Is that it? And I was like, yeah, you know what you're doing. Just don't don't do that. You know, so uh, and, he, and he was, you know, John was amazing. So um, but yeah, I just. I don't know that you, you can hear in my voice, can't you? Like the mo- the magical moments we've had on tour, you know, and and some very interesting 
things happen on tour as well. I, I wanted to put some of that in my book, but I wasn't allowed. So, um, yeah, oh. <laughs> that would be a good book. <laughs> uh, it would be one day, a maybe tour. a tell all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you're you're so right, because demonstrating is my favorite thing to do and it is because of that buzzy energy if you can get the audience with you sometimes I feel like some of them need CPR um but I'm working on it I haven't (laughs) had to flash them yet but I will will now keep that in my in my uh, that'll break the silence (laughs) I think I think the some you know and it sounds awful because obviously you can hear my accent I am from North London so that's where I was born so I am a southern girl but I honestly, I prefer demonstrating the, from the Midlands upwards. Wales is beautiful. Ireland and Scotland, stunning. But the Southerners, you know, the Southern audiences, some of they'll sit there with their arms and legs crossed, looking like pretzels and sort of like prove it to me. You know, I mean, I worked in a, in a theatre, um, I think it was Woking. It was somewhere like that. Um, it was definitely a, a W, I'm not sure, Woking or Worthing, maybe Worthing, actually. Sorry, Woking. I work in a church there. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. And uh, but all night it was sort of like um, getting the evidence and I'm sort of like I'm drawn to a space. Do you understand this? No one speaks. And then I'm like, OK, you understand this. So pointing them. Yes, I do. I, well, I understand X, Y, Z. And I said, well, that's what I've said, you know, and all yeah. night all night and finally the last person said I understand that and I thought it's only taken you two hours to understand what I'm trying to achieve it you know and yeah. and I got a, an excellent review on Facebook because I was told that I had plants in the audience because I'd gone direct to every single person so I said to the person thank you so much that's the biggest compliment you can give to a medium that we've got plants in the audience my evidence was spot on I was going to the right people and you're accusing me of being a plant thank you so much I don't think they were impressed that I was happy about that (laughs) yeah oh it's so funny isn't it so uh, that's one of one of the things that I was going to ask you just purely for my own interest is how you went from how it feels managing an audience where you're going from a hundred to what did you say three thousand like yeah yeah so it's you have to go direct in that scenario do you to be able yeah I I worked um we did the Playhouse Theatre in Edinburgh which is a beautiful theatre and um I they wouldn't leave and let me go out and look at the stage and and they were like just just do it do it blind darling just go out you know Colin's just blind darling just stay backstage darling don't worry darling and I'm like I don't even know what this theatre looks like because we come in the back door don't we I've never been in there before um, and then um, it was sold out and it's about three and it's the biggest theatre in the UK. So it's three and a half, three thousand five hundred, whatever, whatever. There was no space in the theatre. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is my biggest one. Oh, my God. And then, um, yeah, I was kind of uh, just thought if I do this wrong, it's going to, you know, because obviously because I was on tour with, with Colin and with Tony, with the boys. And I'm thinking if I do this wrong, I'm going to let them down. You know, so then I got myself into a right little tiz. And then, so I just spoke to spirit and I was just like, if I'm meant to do this, it'll be good. And if I'm not meant to do this and I crash and burn tonight, I'm never doing this again. So you're, you're cool. You help me or I'm not doing it. And that, I am like that with them. I'm very, probably annoying to them, but I don't care if you want me to do it, help me. Do you know, I'm doing everything I can. And I've always, been, I've always been like that. And I literally went out and I'll never forget because I was describing this lady. And I, I if I only remember um messages if I've written them down otherwise I don't like you they're they're not our information are they so they disappear so um so I'd written this down because as I went out 
um, I got this lady and it was her son-in-law. And in that theatre, there's balconies, side balconies, not just tears, there's side balconies. And I was like, and I'm up there and I want a man with a blue shirt. I said, this is your mother-in-law. And so I had to wait. And then this guy stepped forward. Obviously, you need a screen for that audience. And this man with a pale blue shirt stepped forward. This is your mother-in-law. Yes. How she passed, etc. It was like, yes, yes, yes. So I thought excellent like that you know so I'm like okay we're on a roll and then and whoever you are if you're watching this young lady um thank you (laughs) um because then I had um a a mum come forward who was really really beautiful beautiful lady and as I've placed the message it's on the top tier so I've gone I'm I'm right up there can you put the camera up there they've got the microphone there and this voice comes back and obviously I can't see because it's so far away Mm -hmm. and so high and um this voice comes back and I thought Spirit woman was like, it's not my daughter. That's not my daughter. So I was like, got it wrong. Do you know something? I've got it wrong. So I turned around, looked at the screen, and this lady that had taken the microphone, I was like, can you pass the microphone to along? Because this isn't your mum. Your mum's not passed. And this woman's face just dropped on the screen, and she handed it over, and then this lady said, hello. And I was like, yeah, this is your mum, like that. So all the audience were a bit like, Ooh. and I was like, thank God it's all right I'm with the right person but they and they actually said afterwards you know they were trying to trick me to see if I could actually do it and I thought thanks a lot you know <laughs> thank you so much ladies yeah so um wow awful but it's it's um you have to do that and and uh, you know I the thing is when you do go direct you get you get accused of being um you know you know you've googled them or you've checked them all out on Facebook because I haven't got time for all that and um but you've done that. So it almost makes you a little bit nervous to say, you know, this, I've got this person and I'm coming there. But mm-hmm. I think part of my te- the part of the way I teach my students as well is I will make a strong connection with the spirit person first. You know, I'll get the names and I'll get the information, whatever I've got to present. And then I'll present it because I don't believe in saying I'm coming to you because then my psychic self would kick in and I can mm. give them a whole reading without even spirit being in the building, you know? So, and a lot of people are working and demonstrating like that and putting words into spirits, you know, mouth. And I, I do not like that at all. Do you know that, that to me is, is, is stale mediumship. And it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, for want of a better word, it's fake mediumship. It's not, yeah. you know, people are taking messages psychic messages you know which are still valuable don't get me wrong but don't say your nan or granddad are saying it you know because they're not they're not even in the room necessarily you know so that's why I I power up I present the spirit person then I make a connection and obviously once you've made that connection with your you know with your recipient the voice immediately gives you psychic connection Mm because you need that psychically to spirit psychically living sorry honey you know all this but you know no it's great for the listeners well, you have to touch a little bit, don't you? But then yes. you've got to come out because otherwise you could be lazy. I mean, and I've, I've done it in front of not not on, on not, not publicly. Don't worry. I've never done this on stage. But um, but with my students, I stood up and I was like, right, I've got a man. Um, he's about 70 or 80. He's got his shirt sleeves rolled up. You know, he's got problems breathing. He might have problems with his heart. Is it coughing a little bit? Just complete rubbish. Did not even have that man. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So I was like, how many of you can take this man? I didn't give any names in my evidence mm-hmm. or any kind of easy dads or whatever. And about seven of a group of 20 put their hands up. So I was like, so which one of you thinks I've got your granddad, you know, and they put in their hands up and I said, I'm not even talking to spirit. I've just made that up. I said, and you all think that I've made that connection. And that's the place I teach from, you know, mm. so because um, it's if we can't believe it and do it honestly and truthfully, I think the people and I do call you muggles. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Me too. That's right. Yeah. The listeners have heard that. You're fine. But they've, they've got to, you know, we've got to present realistically and like like we said before didn't we um like a human being you know not this magical mystical creature that's on stage you Mm -hmm. know and and I think people are coming round to the idea you know they need us you know they do need us but our work is changing but don't say something you know if, if you you know if I read for you now and say you know, I'm picking up, you're going to get a new blue car. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, and your nan's telling me that, you know, because that's in your psychic energy. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know the difference. And I've had students, you know, on my mentorship programs that are already demonstrating and they don't know the difference. And I'm like, they do now. Don't worry, they do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've come through my school. They've probably cried a lot. Or <laughs> with Oh, me. it is a not, journey not of tears. <laughs> Yeah. it's always the journey of tears but I, and you can see it sometimes in certainly in smaller settings I've seen it because what you get is the medium walking nearer and nearer to yeah. the audience because they're trying yeah. to strengthen that so, and walking yeah. away from spirit and nearer and nearer and into yeah. the audience because they're yeah. magnetized by it and you're right yeah. lots of people don't talk about that don't know that I didn't know that was a thing um for the first eight years of my development and then I went to see a medium work and I went hang on a minute and my guides were talking to me and they said this and it blew my mind because no one was saying it no I I learned it very early um actually somebody gave me a a message from my nan um in a teaching environment (laughs) and my nan said that I was working too much um, my nan did not want me to be public with my mediumship. All I'd done was a magazine. I'd done Spirit and Destiny. And I I don't talk about what I do. You know, I don't show off because if you find it, you find it. And if you don't, you're not meant to, you know. So I wasn't showing off. But this person obviously had a little bit of a being up on it about what I'd done. And um, and so I was in a in a teaching environment and the teacher was a beautiful woman called Leah Bond. So I don't know if you've ever come across her. She is stunning. Yes. I love her. And Leah came across and I said, my name's just said all of this, you know, and um, and Leah straight away just said there was no spirit communication there, my dear, and just walked straight past me. And I was like. So that woman has just told me all that. And like, I'm believing and trusting in this person because they are an advanced medium. You know, they're ahead of me, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I learned that very, very quickly. And I'm always mindful of it when I work, you know. So, 
Yeah. And I think when you've got a busy energy, because you and I have quite matched with yeah, that kind do. of let's yeah. do more, let's do more. Woo, what yeah. can we do now? Yeah. I think <laughs> it is a lot for some people. I accept yeah. that about myself. Yeah. And and but always whenever I get the slow down, rest, yeah. I just go, mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Because a spirit always match me. They're yeah. in this crazy journey with me. They want to see what we can do next and what we can create and what fun we can have. They're Absolutely. they're not there. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, my, my argument is if spirit didn't want me to do it, they, they wouldn't let me do it. Do you know, they would they would stop you. Do you know, there, mm-hmm. there have been times when they've said, do you know, you need a break. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you need a break. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, next week, next week. And then it's almost like, right, you're not going to be able to move. Your back's going to be out or, you know, gonna, <laughs> every time. Oh, exactly. Lose <laughs> your voice. Cold, you know, something like that. They will literally stop us. So I, yeah. again, I like you, I trust that, you know, and, and for whatever reason, um, you know, we are busy, but maybe because we are coming from a place of honesty. You know, we we do something to some people that's magical and amazing, but they people need to know that it, it they can do it themselves. They can feel spirit themselves. We are not special. We are we are just trying to show the world what is possible. You know, for to everyone and for and I can I can feel your soul now, Hannah. You make yeah. it emotional as well. I can feel that. And um and I think that's that's what who we are. You know, I can, sorry, I can feel that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, go go. That's yeah. an unexpected turn. But <laughs> absolutely. And and also that you can still be human. Yeah. You can still, yeah. I mean, I still like trashy TV. I yeah. still oh, enjoy shit. a bottle of wine at the weekend, <laughs> you know, sometimes more. But that that side of it too, because I think lots of people are held back from that connection because they yeah. think that they're going to have to change their lifestyle. And of course, oh, you yeah. do make better choices when you're connected to spirit, but you can yeah. still be very human in that. Absolutely. I mean, I that brings to mind, um, I, I work in Japan, you know, I've, unfortunately, because of COVID, but the last sort of seven years, I, I was traveling to Japan, you know, three times a year. And I never forget, I had a beautiful lady. Um, she's they some of my stu- my students range. I do have a lot, some young ones, but mainly they're sort of 45 to sort of like 75, you know, my, mm-hmm. my student age. And this lovely little lady stood up and she said, I need to know some answers to that. And obviously it's this all through an interpreter. And as she started asking questions, I could feel my interpreter's energy. My interpreter's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And I'm like, hurry up, hurry up. I want to know what they're saying. And but you, you learn in the end, you learn to feel it. I don't speak Japanese, but I feel it. So I understand what they're saying. But her questions were, um, do I do I eat meat? And um, and so, yes, I do. You know, mm-hmm. and do I drink coffee? Well, I had a Starbucks on my desk, you know, so it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm being good today. I've got water today. because <laughs> I got a bit of a soft throat. Um, I've had a coffee before that. Um, but yeah, I drink coffee. Um, and what was the other thing she said? They, oh, meditation. I don't meditate. I, I haven't got the minute. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, so I sit in my power, which is with music and songs and energize, but I don't, I don't de-energize if you like. Um, so all, all of these questions. And um, so I said to her, well, yes, I eat meat. I eat sugar. Um, I drink coffee. I don't smoke, but I don't really like it, you know. So I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, if I wanted to smoke, I'd smoke. And um, and then one of her questions was, um, 
that she'd been told and it had been written. This is how they presented. It had been written that you can't do these things and that you're not allowed to have sex. So um, so she said, what do you think? What do you think of these answers? So as I, I went through them all, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I said, and my my now husband used to travel with me, you know, when I when I was over and I said, well, ask, ask my, you know, my, he was then, I think my boyfriend at the time. I said, well, ask my boyfriend what he would think of that like that. And she just went, you know, blushed and went really sort of quiet and all small. And I was like, because we've got to remember, you know, and I understand about making good choices because of our energy. You know, we have to be top, don't we? Do you know? So, but the thing is, in this spirit world, there are people that drunk, that smoked, that drank coffee, do you know, that weren't always, you know, would would have sworn, do you know, and all of these things and obviously had sex, you know. So the people we're communicating with did all of those things. So why do we not have to, why can't we do that? To talk to them, do you know, I'm, I know if I was dead, I wouldn't be going to somebody that was living on dust and drinking water, do you know, and and meditated 24 hours a day. They wouldn't be my person, and they no. certainly wouldn't have my vocabulary to be able to communicate for me, do you know. And, so, and spirit yeah. like it to be fun, don't they? Exactly. I find that they want to come in and play. They don't want to come in and be. Here's my CV of my life. This is how yeah. I died. <laughs> this is exactly. now. I'm- I've got great, I've, I've got grey hair. I, the, the last thing I'm coming back as is grey-ed because I've spent a lot of money not being grey-ed. Why is that evidence? You know, you get past a certain age, you're all grey-haired. So why is why am I a little old lady with grey hair? It's like boring, do you know? Surely My grandmother always confuses people with that because she comes in at like 45 with dark hair, looking yeah. really stylish with her lippy on. And everyone's yeah. like, what? Yeah. But, why would you? Why would you come in? That's not evidence, is it? You know, your grey hair is not evidence. Unless you're weirdly short or weirdly tall. I don't care how tall you are either, because that's not evidence. You know, I don't remember. I, I mean, it depends what shoes I'm wearing, how tall I am. You know, mm-hmm. that's not evidence to the person I love to come back. My weird eyes, obviously, would sort of make my kids know that it was me in the room, you know, mm-hmm. but certainly not you know, probably <laughs> coming in with a glass of gin. They're probably like, that's mum. You know, exactly. but not yeah, not floating on a blooming lotus leaf. Do you know, that's that's too much of that. And and I really believe, and I, I think, Hannah, from the way that you communicate with me, you know, spiritually as well, I can feel you. I think spirit want it to be real, do you know, and they've 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 been saying this for the last few years, haven't they? Do you know, so mm-hmm. I think I think from about when I was 48, it started to change. So that was about last four four or five years before COVID anyway, definitely before COVID. So this isn't a a post-COVID thing. And I think they want us to look at the world and help people look at the world in different ways as well, you know? So, and it's not all about, yeah, I mean, being able to communicate with spirit is, is amazing and it's healing and it can bring closure, but the people here need to remember to live you know and that's why you know when I teach obviously if someone's passed of a particular illness you know it's like like my mum passed a few years ago and she had cancer you know so so my mum lost weight of course she did she had cancer you know cancer causes people to lose weight but I don't need to hear that I need to hear what I mean I didn't really have a very close relationship with her but I want to know what her personality was, was like you know what did she achieve because by us, by the, by a medium taking you back to that last moment, you're already grieving that. That that's replaying in your mind twenty four seven. That last moment, that last smell, that last breath. But you need, we need to take our clients back away from that and back to when the person was alive and living the best life that they could be. Do you know, and then 
get on with our life because spirit watch us all the time. You know, they don't want us sitting here crying in a corner. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that you shouldn't be grieving because grief Mm. is massive, you know, and if you've just lost someone, then yes, you will be crying and spirit will be all, all, you know, alongside you for that. Mm. But then you have to start taking small steps back into your life. So they've got somewhere to come along with you, you know, because um, gravesides, I know they can be so healing for, for a certain amount of time, but, you know, who wants to hang out in a graveyard, you know, so I'd rather be sitting, you know, in my son's living room, you know, with, with my grandchildren that aren't here yet, you know, um, but <laughs> oh, you listen to this. and uh, <laughs> I'm ready. He's not, he's not married yet. Next year, next year. But, um, <laughs> hurry up. Um, but you know what I mean? They, they spirit will be with you wherever you are. So you don't need to put yourself in a, in a position where you can't live, you know, mm-hmm. and, and understand immediate grief is, is that's necessary that's necessary isn't it and, and it is necessary because you've got to spend time and it's like you know we're we're talking now just you know not even a week after the queen's died yeah. you know and and that poor man is having to go on tv and address us and make us all feel good about the future of our country grieving his mum you know mm-hmm. and they're all grieving grandparent mum you know auntie whatever you know they're all grieving like that and um, and yet the world is putting such a demand on them, you know, so it, it's quite a special time, I think, in, in the world, isn't it right now? Absolutely. To talk about grief, certainly. Certainly. Know. And I think because it touched so many of us. Yeah. Because we realised what a steady presence she'd been. I wouldn't say that I'm particularly connected to the royal family. I, it's a life of service that I would not have wanted to live I think a very challenging existence but just to have that pulled out from us just feels like another thing at the moment so it's fascinating it does doesn't it but these I think these things and it's the same with Covid you know I think that experience and this experience 9-11 experience Mm -hmm. all these experiences that us as a as just as a nation or but the world felt the Queen go do you know and the world felt Covid and the world felt 9-11 you know and and Mm -hmm. other disasters and you know fires and things that have gone on but I I just think these are like little wake-up calls you know they're like little shakes from spirit to say what about your neighbours? What about the, you know, every, and all this, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. We're all souls at the end of the day. Does it matter what colour we came in, you know, for this mm-hmm. incarnation? You know, so I think we're, we are, tr- they are trying to shake us awake, but we don't want to become too woke that we can't be ourselves, you know, that we can't speak in our own languages, you know, mm-hmm. so, because I think sometimes it can go a little bit too far, but I do think we're, I hope we're reaching out a little bit more. COVID certainly helped that, even though we weren't allowed to be together. We still reached out for each other. So I hope, you know, if if we can um, honour her and reach out to each other, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Absolutely, definitely. And completely agree with everything you've said. I think the more you work with spirit, the more you realise how precious life is and it could yes. go at any moment. Yes. I thought when I started, I'd be mainly speaking to elderly people and I'm not. It doesn't work like that. And so you think, actually, that guy I connected with was my age. Mm. That that person has has lost a child. That And it, you start yeah. to realise how precious it really is and that yeah. you've got to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the elderly people are the ones that train us because it's easy. And I don't I don't mean the mediumship is easy, but it's easy on your soul to be speaking to somebody that passed that had a good life. 
you know so yeah. when you're very when you're working as a baby medium you know and taking your steps a granddad that was like 75 or 85 that's almost like okay well he had a good life and he had a good innings so that's okay but then the more you develop and the stronger you become you know and and I think I, I do talk a lot about vocabulary the more vocabulary you have the easier it is for spirit to communicate with you, you know, and you, you said earlier, like you watch trashy TV, that gives me so much evidence, you know, I've written about that in my books, you know, sort of saying, I've, I've watched scenarios, and um, I have, uh, um, we've, we've actually become friends, um, beautiful lady called Cheryl Ferguson, a lot of people know her as Heath from EastEnders, yeah. and um, I didn't, I, she was in my show, she came to a show, I didn't know she was going to be there, and that's, that's the night we met, and um, but I said to her afterwards, I said, your your death on EastEnders became evidence for me. And she's like, what are you talking about, Trace? What are you talking about? Yeah. And I said, well, I watched that because I don't really I don't watch a lot of EastEnders. I, I was a Neighbours fan and they've got rid of it. I'm very yeah. dis- I'm still disappointed. And uh, <laughs> my husband, too. <laughs> is he? OK. Well, he's, yeah, he's gutted. I am. I am. I, start, I had to get over that. And then I went on honeymoon. So it was all right. I had a honeymoon <laughs> just after that finished. So I was I kind of got over it a little bit easier. Um, but um, but no, the 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 passing and I'd watched it and I literally if the soaps you know when they do their dramatic someone's going to die um I will record it or I'll make sure I watch it because it gives me evidence and and I I was watching you know Hev on the TV pass and literally I think it was about a week 10 days it was it was within a month I was on on stage and all of a sudden I saw that whole scene go through my head and this person had been hit um, and it wasn't that, you know, they didn't mean to kill them and it was an accident, but obviously it still caused a lot of issues. It wasn't exactly, you know, the word for word, the scenario, mm-hmm. but it was the ultimate way of where Ben didn't mean to kill her. And she was like, oh, I love that trait, you know, and she, she's a, I mean, she's a very good, she popped to our, popped to our wedding in the evening, bless her, oh. um, all the way from like up by Blackpool to come down to oh, say hello. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, gorgeous woman. But um, but yeah, so her that was quite interesting telling her about her death, you know, became yeah. part of my evidence, you know. So all those sort of things, read, listen, music is massive as well. Do you know, mm-hmm. the books that I read. And I did um when I did Psychic Private Eyes, um, one of my friends gave me a book called Birdsong by Sebastian Folks. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's not no. something I would have picked up, do you know, it was it was I wouldn't have thought of that. And um, anyway, he gave, he gave me this book and I was reading it and it's about uh, World War One and the trenches. And there's a love story in there as well. There's uh, there's a story about um, sorry, Sebastian, folks, if you watch this, but I can't remember all of it. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just in case <laughs> you don't want an email from Sebastian. She got the top. She got that wrong. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was something about someone going AWOL or some, you know, all of this. And um and Colin and I had got this, uh, oh, we had a ferry trip to Boulogne because we were filming Psychic Private Eyes. And we don't, you don't know what stories you're working on. Do you know, it's just like you go in there. Unless you did the photos, you haven't got a clue. And um, so we've stood on this beach in Boulogne. And I remember it was like I had to do my bit before anybody could eat. So it's like, hurry up. You've got to get this quick <laughs> with no information, like no, no pressure. Just stand on a beach and get it. And all of a sudden, the this, this pages from Sebastian Folks started going through my mind and I could feel lice on my arms. You know, I could feel it. I knew I was in, a, in the World War, um, you know, the uniform. I could smell it. I could smell the trenches. I could see somebody running. It, it was like it was weird and amazing. But it was the book was 
almost like reading itself back in my head to tell me what I had to say because they you know we used to have all these different PDs and they were like how do you even get that information I said well if you let me sleep before I work I get it in my sleep really quickly but otherwise they're showing me books and different situations and so you know I'm sure sorry if I've ruined it for anyone if anyone's watched Psychic Private Eyes and I'm standing on a beach and you think oh my god look at her it's literally it was a book being read back in my head you know (laughs) yeah but that is how they work yeah, that is how they work. And people need to talk about that because I think we all expect it to be some bearded guy with a scroll. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> pop it up. I don't them. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, that, that's my tick list when I pass over it. That'll be, we'll be like, there's the bearded man with a scroll. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. And they'll go, access denied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. meat eating wine drinkers. I know. Yes. There's a section know. for you. <laughs> it's warm I don't mind it's where the party's at so uh, thank you so much for taking the time um it's been absolutely fascinating I think I've managed to keep my mouth closed most of the time and not just have it (laughs) hanging open mesmerized um if you have loved what TJ's got to say you can check out all of her stuff just google TJ Higgs and you come up it's miraculous (laughs) um and thank you again for just sharing all that experience and knowledge and light with us oh thank you Hannah thank you Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.